0: This year is brought to you by Eshel Publications. Eshel Publications is a non-profit organization dedicated to spreading the Torah, Shiurim, and Sefarim of Rabbi Aaron Lapiansky. For sponsorships or more information, visit eshelpublications.com. As in past years, we learn Megillus Rus with the Nachas Yosef on it. Nachas Yosef was written by Rabbi Yosef Lipowitz. He was a Talmud after Sabotka. He was born about 1890 and was nifted in 1962. He was a person who had a um, way of giving over Torah to people, a broad public. He lived in Tel Aviv and was a Nset for a very broad um, public of people from a very, very fr- religious, traditional Um, and even people who are not yet religious and was able to reach them all. He was an extraordinary person. Um, His Pirosh is exemplary in the fact that it uses the Chazal to understand the Pesukim but does so by showing you how the Pesukim themselves um, lend themselves, how the Pesukim themselves indicate what Chazal is saying and he also ties together the themes and the underlying understanding this um this year we're going to do a piece that deals with the very it's in the first pairick of the megillah and it's Pasik Yudalid onwards and we have here the departure or divergence of the paths of arpa rus now some background information so that it'll be very helpful as we as we learn it through there were we can point to four stations in the um in in the lin, in the uh, lineage of these people there is one station of lot living with his two daughters and that produces amon and moaf that's our first uh, stage in the journey he spoke about it prior and it's in his his introduction and it's something that we will come back to maybe some other years we have then um, we have Eglon the king of Moab Eglon the king of Moab was um, uh, it was actually antagonist of Klyisroel, but when Ehud the prophet came to him, he stood up and walked for Amis to greet him, and then Ehud killed him actually, but the respect that he showed the Navi uh, manifested itself in, in Schar, as we'll see later. The next stage are Arpa and Rus, they were both descendants of Eglon, who'd married Naomi's daughters, uh, Naomi's sons, And finally, uh, the final phase of it is going to be David. So um, we're going to start with the Pasuk where uh, uh, Naomi is convincing them to go back and not to bother with her. So what happened was Naomi's two sons and husband have died. The, she's going back, she had heard that there's something, you know, in Israel, there's a Yeshua again, and she's going back home, her daughter-in-laws want to go with her, and she tells them um, the, go back to your homes, Hashem will reward you you've been wonderful, don't go with me, so it says they cried, and they told her, we want to go back with you to your nation my daughters, go back Why are you going with me? Do you think that I have any more children left that I could possibly give them to you? You're going to a life that's barren. Um, Go back, my daughters. I've been too old. There's not. There's no hope that I could ever get married. And even if I were to get married tomorrow night and have children, are you going to sit around and wait for them? Are you going to sit around and wait for them all your life? Not um, being able to get married, don't my daughters? Um, I've I've suffered a lot. Hashem has exacted punishment on me, and you don't have to suffer with me. Vatisen a kolon they raised their voices and cried out. Vatisha kaarpa lechamosa, kissed her mother-in-law. and ruach stayed with her. Atoma, and she. Um, and Rus stuck with her and she said um, the uh, uh the sh- she told her go back to again she told Rus go back to your nation and so on. And Rus said, I'm going back with you, your God is my God, and so on and so forth. That's that those are the Psukim. It's page forty five in the Nakhasil Yosef. He says um the um it, it both it, it, this pasuk Yudalit says, "Vatisene kolone vatifkena," they raised their voices and cried. Bemilos Vatisena chasa aleph. In the word "raise their voices to cry," there's an aleph missing in the way it's written in the Megillah. Meforshen Khazal toshas kochon shemavzebochos. They were drained, emotionally drained. Orpa v'ruska miyachad nelamos achad v'ranuratzim naomi. They, 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 they're struck dumb. After the forceful words of Naomi they name, and they 're crying in the same in the same uh, rush of tears We see two dev- devoted daughter in laws crying um greatly but they 've gone off and and their paths diverge not to come back again, really so he says like this how is it possible from the same words of Naomi we get two different responses there's something about the way they listened about the quality of listening that was different I mean on the surface it sounds like Orpah is listening and and obeying her mother-in-law her mother tells her it's stupid, it's crazy, don't hang on to me. So Arpa is doing exactly what she was told. And, and Rus is sticking it out. Khazals <laughs> say the opposite about them. Loma Orpa, why is she called Arpa? She She turned her back on her mother-in-law. The Rus, why is she called Rus? She She saw eye to eye with her Chamosa. That's what Khazal dash. Now, that's really strange. It's exact opposite um Ru, nomi says go back you, you 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 there's no point in it, and so on and so forth Orpa's following her instructions to the letter, and Rus' is defying it so so, so i i could understand if Hazal would say that she did it better than the other one. it's better what she did but but how do you categorize it as listening to a mother in law so he says listen carefully while Nomi is telling him to go away she calls them my daughters with that motherly tone there's a hidden call a mother never drops her children so how could a mother be telling God? Hatzlil ha'anuk Naomi that very very soft tone, undertone that Naomi's words echoed Higia la'azna shal Rus Rus heard it, but Arpa didn't Arpa heard it with her outside ear, not with the inner ear she um, either she doesn't have it or she doesn't want to hear it. Some people just hear only the, the surface things. They don't have that feeling for an inner voice. But um, the the, it, um, the, the, uh, the sh- she even thinks Naomi is kind of cascading her and saying, "I've suffered a lot of bitterness from you." So we have the same uh, the same statement. Arpa grabs it at its. Face value, and the face value is that it's not um, th- that that she tells them uh, leave me, and Rus hears her saying my daughters, my daughters, and she understands that she has to tell them not to follow her because it's not right for them to demand it. But down deep, she could be their mother, and she is their mother. In this way of listening, in the mode of listening, you pick up the first distinction between the two. Until this point, they're both equal. They're they're, they're like twins, Bobsey twins. The words of Naomi become a litmus test to begin to reveal the difference between these two Doran laws. And how different is the, the, how, how different is the level of dedication, devotion to her. If she could turn around at this point, then it means that it never was firm. Orfa was only connected with the outer layers of, of, of her nefesh. It was a pleasant, good, nice relationship, but it never touched anything deeper and that's why her kiss was very different with the kiss that Naomi kissed her daughter in laws there wasn't she didn't want them to leave yet she what she did was she kissed them goodbye in a way that allowed for them to leave and allowed for them to stay um, it's like you know sometimes you tell somebody um, I have to go and I'm sorry I can't stay. For the person who's eager that the person not stay, or uh, uh, or doesn't have the sensitivity to realize that a person may not be able to, capable of expressing something, he says, well, "Okay, you said you don't want to stay, you're not staying. That's that. Have a good day and fine." The other person who a is interested in, in having this person stay and has a sensitivity realizes he needs to be asked. It needs to be followed up. Because there's a surface interaction that says I cannot impose on you; it's not right of me to impose you, and a deeper level that says I would like to be there. And then he uses, and and the very fact that he he's, he uses a beautiful metaphor to describe the difference between um, what the kiss did for Rus and what the kiss did for Arpa. He says, Like dew that falls on a flower as it's blossoming. It increases, it, 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 it adds to its life force, to, to, its, to its blossoming, to its development. So too did this kiss affect Rus. On the other hand, if you have a flower that's been cut off and you put dew on it, the wetness hastens its disintegration it it it, it 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 when when something is not attached and it becomes wet then it it rots much more quickly so he's using it as a metaphor just like when you put dew on 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 produce it depends very much if it's still a plant that's attached or 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 a vegetable that's been picked so to Rusanarpa, Arpa, the kiss of Naomi to Rusan Arpa for one of them it f- it sealed the finality of the relationship, and for one of them it deepened and strengthened the relationship. now he says another interesting observation the um, sometimes we think that when a person displays a great burst of emotion, it shows a positive attachment and it's great. The truth be said, sometimes when you display an extremely strong emotion, it's a way of getting rid of the emotion and that allows you to continue onwards. It's like a steam valve, letting out the steam and then you can just Ali should go ahead and do something, so he says, um, the, the 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 kiss that Arpa kissed her mother-in-law, her entire love and connection to her, she expressed through it, and with that expression, it was over. Chazal tell us, and Chazal in general, um, with with the following statement, indicated that an overly display of emotions is not positive only when the circumstance warrants it Hazal say there are three types of kissing there's a kiss when somebody has reached greatness like Shmuel when he anointed Saul and he kissed him you know because as as a sign of that he's become a bigger person a greater person Nishika shall proc him a kiss when you greet somebody after a long time, which is Neshikashal Arunomoshe, and finally Neshikashal Precious, a kiss of departing, like it says, Vatishak kissed her mother in law. Kloima. What Hazal means to say is the same kiss can be the next step forward, and the same kiss can be the end of something. Kloima there's a kiss that strengthens a bond in two people and there are some kisses that break that bond that kiss again because it was an explosion of emotion it allowed her to finish with that Orpa goes back to the Mavi roots that included a tremendous hatred for Kali and the um, and and those roots would later um, show themselves as being a um, as expressing themselves in her child Goliath, who would fight against Kali now he says but it wasn't all that way she followed Nomi in the beginning and as they left she cried now this is an important uh, point to understand Chazal's perspective on uh, Torah and the world the human a a human being has to deal with situations and make decisions for positive, negative. We judge people, circumstances, we evaluate, and we reach a conclusion. We must go by majority. That's the only way. So if a person is wicked and the court finds him wicked, the good he's done and the positive doesn't play a role in in the sentence we don't have the ability it's impossible to um, take apart everything and every person every person is so complex and we don't have tools for being able to separate the good after the bad and so on and we go by whatever is dominant HaKadosh Baruch Hu is a dying emes and HaKadosh Baruch Hu is someone whose judgments are true Because he judges each and every point, there is no good points that a person brought out, even if it's within a sea of bad, that goes unrewarded. It Chazal say, when Akharishbar, Chazal say, um, the, the Orpah let down four tears before which she left, Yodu. Chazal knew she ain't at the Tears, real tears, don't go to naught. They mutzik vasei makom They find it someplace else. Es arba ele Rafa laharufa begas. She had four children who were Giborim. Amar Rava beschus arba demos shehori dor arpal chamayso zochet So Rava says because of the four tears that she let down. The parting, it means those four tears represent a certain attachment that she had to something good, important, big. That stayed with her. Metsuyah Arun Hazal gives us another um, enlightening uh, demonstration. <makes> she walked four milen. She accompanied her for four milim before turning back. Those were points that were good in her. Points of attachment. And for that she had Or four gibberish. She showed a certain level of strength of character. She wanted to go. She, in the beginning, went. So, And Naomi blessed them both equally. She cried for leaving. It means that she had in her Different um, spiritual elements the good and the bad they were struggling and nothing goes to waste um, so for the tears that she shed of good it didn't go to waste I, w- I want to uh, um, digress a minute and speak about something parallel to it but I think it's very important for us to know this just like everything good doesn't get wasted there are things that are bad, even if it comes in a sea of good, that exact their price. Chazal tell us that when Yaakov took the blessings away from Esau, he cried out tremendously. Um, It says because of that, we went through the suffering of Haman, where it says by Mordechai by Yizak Zagad he 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 cried out. The Chazal are telling us now, in both cases, the the um, the the uh, in in the case of Haman, I'm sure, I'm sorry, in the case of Yaakov and Esav. There was appropriate uh what he did was appropriate. He was supposed to take the prayerira um and uh, you know the the um, it 's something which was uh, for whatever reason his, and he should take it but the um the the, 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 the uh, there was something that a pain an unnecessary pain that was caused to uh to to uh to to to, to and because Aesop suffered this pain so i don't know if it was something that he had done a drop more than he should have or it's just something which um was inadvertent however it says that that was the Zoka that came about later also. The, um, it says, and this Zoka Gdolo Mura took its, um, took its price toll later. I want to say it in, in, in context of something. We, it's the first time in thousands of years, literally, that we were Zoka to be able to defend ourselves and um, to, to be independent at something that is carries with itself tremendous responsibilities in many ways, of course, but one of the areas we need to remember is what 's needed f- to defend ourselves we must, and uh, there 's nothing that um, that you know th- that we should stop short that's needed to defend ourselves, but nothing allows us to do one drop more than we're supposed to do. In other words, to inflict on others even things that are um, it, 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 to inflict any pain or suffering that is not required is something that will take a t- toll so so of Asaf and the Vayizak of Mordechai, um, it, it took his price. It it has to. The um, now let's get back to where we're holding here. So he says Both of them come from Eglon and they have something of Bimchabed varshem Further back, they come from Noslot. And they both have this Mida of sacrificing themselves for building the world. Well, we've seen this in the past times, about the fact they're willing to do something so low and so despicable as living with their father to save the world. He says both of these nishamas come from the same root, but they're not equal. The quality of one was absolute, and nothing could stop her, and the quality of the other one had a certain limit it was willing to go up to a certain point when that inattention of Arpa reached its boundaries, it stopped now he says something um, over here that is extremely extremely significant even in pictures, in in our it says as soon as she realized she still had some hope Of maybe building a life as a Jewess, but after Naomi's words, she had no illusions, and she immediately began to arouse in her, awaken her something that was hidden, that pushed the other side. And Chazal tell us that on the day that she left, um, the 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 the, Naomi, she lived the most loose life, the most licentious life. In, it says the day she left her she did everything bad what, what does that mean? Um, so, so let's understand it and I think it's important to understand it in terms of Chinuch, we find this phenomenon sometimes, you find a child is doing very very well, some glitch happens and then he, he turns around so quickly and you wonder why you went from 100 to minus 100 why didn't you go from 100 to 90 or 85 and the answer is like this. People live with certain models of achievement and attainment. And a person is, a, uh, is living a life built on achieving a certain goal. So a person, for instance, a boy has an image of himself becoming a great goddell. And it's buttressed by the, the, the hundreds that he's getting at the test and so on and so forth. He also has himself as another self would like to see himself a big basketball player. Or, the, the, the haverman of the class. Um, the, the naughty guy, the outcast. There are different images of greatness a person has and they wrestle within a person. And when a person is one with one, uh, mahalach, it goes. But, if he gets upset, he does bad in a test or, or a teacher will tell him something, you know, you really aren't, what do you think you are, something. In sure order, he goes, turns around to look for something else completely and a different image Orpha had a desire to be a Jewish and so on she also had a Mo'avi in her she wanted to be a socialite she wanted to be a a woman of the world she wanted to be popular in different ways and once the heroic woman of Mitzvahs it dissipated. So now she's looking for some other uh, paradigm. And that's what happens. So the fact that somebody is holding very far positively has no bearing on what will happen, Chazar if if the situation is not so good. Now, he asks, what, let me ask ourselves, he says, what should they have done? Brum, Legufishal Dovich Mokom He says, um, let's ask ourselves, what should they have done? Should they have kept going with Nomi? And she made it very clear to them that she is not, there's no rational, reasonable um, way in which they will ever have built themselves. So, what should they have done? I mean, was it right for Roots to keep going? so he says um, the the um, um, Arpa, he said followed logic she realized there's no point and she went back he said Rus was the, the the path of individuals we can't ask this of everyone in other words the logic human logic logic in its, in its big, big uh, sense, dictated to go back, that would be right for most people. Rust lived by something else. I, I want to bring in a Gemara that has a similar story and it's something which is very reminiscent of this point. Gemara says that Ilf and Reb Yochanan were um, both learning yeshiva and they were both very, very good students. And they were both very poor and and um, they, they decided they've got to do something about it and they went out to they decided to go and to find some means of sustenance as they were traveling Rebbe heard a voice they come out and say that whoever turns back and goes back to Yeshiva will become the next Rosh Yeshiva. Ilfer did not hear the voice so Rebbe says being that I heard the voice probably it's meant for me and he did that and Ilfa continued in business he prospered and he also remained at Talmud Chachem and Gemara goes on with some other stories about it but I always wondered um, so was it predestined what was the right thing to do what does it mean Ilfa didn't hear it Hashem didn't talk to him Ilfa turned a deaf ear what exactly is right and wrong so I would like to compare it to a Rambam the Rambam two f- Rambams are famous and seem to contradict each other greatly the Rambam says that a person should not take money for studying Torah a person should rather earn a livelihood um, and spend a few necessary hours for a livelihood and then um, and, and, and study Torah the rest of the time that's in Hilches Talmud Torah in Shemitah V'Yovlis he famously states that the um, for the that a person shevet Levi was was um, designated as the shevet that would not engage in worldly commerce or trade or anything like that. They would be sit and study and spend their lives in avodas Hashem. And instead, they would um, they, uh, they Hashem would provide for them. He did it through trumas and maizrus and so on. And also, and, and, you know, and he says. So another the Rambam famously says, it's not only members of Shevet Levi, but anyone whose spirit moves him to to dedicate his life to Hakadosh Baruch Hu, he need not worry about worldly sustenance. Hakadosh will find some way to support him, and uh, Hashem will be z'nachloser like Shevet Levi. So the Rambam sort of contradicts each other, and what's clear from the two Rambams is that there are people, the vast majority of people need to live within the framework of logic, of what, um, of what makes sense and what works. The, um, and, and for a person like that, the right thing is the Rambam in the Torah to, to have a foot in both worlds. However, there are people whose spirit rises above that. And for those people, there's a world above that. And that's what it says over here. Earth and Rus, both of them have a heart that carries in itself um, the tr- th- 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 those feelings. But Rus, he says. <laughs> the The truth of human logic, in other words, means the framework of this world as it is, and as we perceive it to be that that trumped Arthur's ideals mm-hmm. <speaking in Spanish> Rus had a whole different attitude emes nevu is the truth of prophecy it skips over um Logic, who possas as psios agdolos harchek mevaloi, and it and it and, it, and it, it it overtakes it and goes far beyond it. B'derek shuvvila tikron shalom. Mm-hmm. Hakor shetzik as rus etzonomi hukorad veikus rus dafkebol. The power that kept um Rus going was this power of veikus. They transcended it if we could interpret it in a different language in, in language for us we'd say in Russ, Rus' attitude was I understand that there's no real um, that there's nothing for me to come uh, there's nothing for me to come to but there's nothing for me to return to this is the only life that's worth living so either some miracle will happen I'll have it Or there's just absolutely no point to it that's the the approach that she took so let's sort of just recap this this chapter over here um this is a critical point in the megillah where there's a certain sifting out and a certain um selection process self-selection process between the almost and the great both of these neshamas had Rus and Arpa were neshamas that had good in them. And they would express it. Ganesh Baruch allows everything express it. But they s- at the gate of logic at the filter of logic, one was stopped and one continued. When Arpa realized that there was really no way she could possibly um, continue and hope by any stretch of imagination to be successful in any way, to get married, to be part of Jewish people and so on, she said, okay, so it's clear I have to go back. And when she went back, she didn't become like a super frumov, she became a super morvi, because a person's drive is to be great, to be successful, and he chooses And and he would prefer to be successful at at the positive, but if need to be, whatever it takes. Rus had in her the drive for Emmys no matter what. And that's why she heard from Naomi that in the voice of logic that she was speaking, she was telling them, uh, go back. But the inner voice was saying, my daughters, um, there is something there. It's something that can't be translated into the t- words of logic. I can't offer you rational hope. But there's an emiss that transcends all of of, 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 of those rational, I, hopes. And that's the emiss of Torah, of HaKadosh Baruch of Chal Yisrael. Um, the, uh, Rus is the person who made that leap. She said, I don't have a choice because there's nothing I realize that the MS lies there and not here, and a life over here is, is a life not lived. Um, that's where Rus comes from. Okay.